Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to the show. Tonight, my guest is thought leader and publisher Mitchell Levy. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Now, uh, Mitchell is called the AHA Guy. And he's a people publisher who works with various platforms and partners to help people get their AHA messages to those that need to see them. AHA That is the platform he and his team built some time ago to allow people to share content. Matter of fact, he has over 41,000 AHA messages available to share on social media free of charge. He also helps people author their books quickly. In fact, he he has over 300 uh, authors who have written their books in eight hours or less. Yes, indeed. Mitchell is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 800 books. Mitchell is an international best-selling author with 58 business books. Wow. He has provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies, has advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues. And by the way, he's been a chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. Now, you can join the conversation about thought leadership and, and also other best practices on his LinkedIn group, if you go to aha.pub forward slash T hyphen L hyphen B hyphen P, that's aha.pub forward slash T hyphen L hyphen B hyphen P. And you can also find out a lot more about Mitchell at uh, thoughtleaderlife.com. That's thoughtleaderlife.com. I see Mitchell is on the switchboard, and I'm going to kindly bring him on the air. Good evening, Mitchell. Man, that's a long bio. <laughs> Thanks for reading, but that seems like a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you got Okay, a we lot, have man. so much so, less of the show left. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, the – we got plenty of time to do. We well, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. I'm glad you are joining us. Uh, this show here is oh, uh, we focus on um, directors and actors and basically people who are in the communication business. You know, we're all in the communication business here, so we're we're very glad to have you and your expertise. And uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground tonight, but uh, we're going to learn a lot tonight. Hopefully, I'll learn a lot tonight and my listeners. So. Tell me how actors and other performers can best build their brands. Hmm, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, we, we, the way I think about this, and this is not too dissimilar to what business people need to do as well, is we're entering a new era of the world. Um, when we've got the internet, what that largely means is anyone who wants to have a microphone can. And instead of saying, hey, me, 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 look at me, look at how cool I am, look at what a great actor I am or what great product or services I have, what, what people need to do, what, how they attract those that are interested in them, 
is, is they need to actually be authentic and have integrity and show vulnerability, basically seeing the inside of their lives, not as the actor, but as the honest person of who they are and what they do. And so, and it, so, so the broader nature of that question is you got to kind of be you, the real you, um, when you start sharing yeah. with who you are and what you do. Yeah, so that, that was a generic answer to the question. To, to make it more specific, the, the things that are interesting if you're being you, and if you're you, by the way, what that ultimately means is that you're known, liked, and trusted, right? Because we want – I mean, I love – I, I love looking behind the scenes and seeing who the directors are and what they do, who the executive producers are and who they finance and looking at the actors and the roles they can morph themselves into. And, and if there's an actor I really like, I kind of want to see, well, who is that person and what do they actually do in real life and, and what causes do they care about and who they focus on and who is that real person? And I think that's, yeah. that's a part of the world that, that now everyone, and, and like I said, I said this is true for those who are actors and producers and, and directors, but this is also true for business people. If you're in business today, you do business with the, just as a consumer, you do business with those that you know, like, and trust, right? If, if yeah. there was a movie and you hated all the actors well, you may go because you hate all the actors, but my guess is you may just say, oh, you know, I don't like these actors. Why would I want to see this movie? Right? Same thing if there's a product and you just don't like the product or the people running the company. Uh, think about what happened with Uber and how many people have moved to Lyft because the CEO yeah. of Uber is somebody that's not looked at favorably. So, right. so now there's an opportunity to, and I don't mean this in a negative way, there's an opportunity to expose yourself but maybe that's a bad use of words. Um, there's an opportunity <laughs> to present yourself publicly as who you really are. And, and what I, largely what I've done with the AHA That platform is I've made it easy for people to do that. But that's really what, you know, the, the, what comes behind what I've put together is the recognition that the stage is much broader and much more open and the opportunity to step in front of a microphone is so much greater. What it means is that that actor who has to maintain a particular persona so they get the right movies also has to have a persona that their fans get a chance to actually meet them and see who they are and see if they like what they see. I mean, that's where the right. reality TV shows, you know, the, the, the movie shows, that the, the, the big TV shows on, on uh, uh, <laughs> watching uh, American Idol, you know, or those sort of right. shows. It's really fascinating where you're actually seeing an artist who are helping new and upcoming artists, and you actually get to see them. And, and the interesting part is behind the scenes and their parents and their upbringing and their friends and and for those that are judges, who they bring in to help coach the other people and, and how they support people. And, and the interesting part there is you actually see these coaches who are icons in the world. They're making friends with the people they're working with, i.e. the mentor-mentee relationship. They're making friends, and they say, you know, we're going to be friends for life. Now, some of that right. feels 
feels like it may not be true, but a lot of that says, I actually say, wow, that's really fascinating. And, and as Americans or as consumers, we actually get to see inside of an industry we haven't seen before. It's pretty cool. That's so right. That's I, I right. Think I, I think I ranted for a little bit. I don't think I answered your question. So, so that's a lot of tell good, me a, good content there. A lot okay. of good content. So, so Mitch, now you've created over twenty businesses, and you know that that uh, you know a lot of directors, actors, uh, spokespeople, and things like that. They're they're really small business people, really. So, what are some ways they can can thrive as small business people? You know, <laughs> so honestly, if you think about what they do, it's exactly the same thing I do, right? What what happens when you make a movie, a motion picture, right? Somebody floats the idea. So think about, uh, I'll do the parallel at the same time. So somebody floats the idea. There's an idea guy who generates a idea or a manuscript or the idea right. or a manuscript, and they run it by a bunch of uh, executive producers and try to find the studio who wants to fund it. All right, that sounds a lot like uh, companies who have ideas about products they want to create, and they bring them by angel investors, or if they're far enough along, uh, VCs, uh, to say you want to fund it. And then uh, as far as the movie is concerned, once it's funded, they bring in, they create a company that lasts for the duration of that one entity, that one film. And sometimes there's significant payback, and sometimes there isn't. But the movie industry is a great representation of what happens on Silicon Valley. They're creating, yeah. they're creating a company whose goal of the company, what Silicon Valley likes to do, is they do like to create that one-hit wonder, but what they're really looking for is they're looking for that company that does so amazingly well uh, that they then go public, uh, i.e. the same thing as a blockbuster movie, uh, the only difference is with a blockbuster movie, the funds go back into all the investors, as well as in Silicon Valley, the funds go back to the investors, but now the company has working capital that they can then go and explore the next thing they do. So, so yeah. short answer, very similar parallels. So what, what has to happen? Well, I would say – uh, in terms of deciding, and, and it's funny when I see some really well-known actors in some really B and C type films that never made it, right? And uh, and you say to yourself, God, how did they make that decision, right? And and how did this get to where it was? And so I don't know the inside scoop, so I can't say anything about it, right? Maybe it was a friend of a friend. Maybe the concept of the movie was so cool. Maybe the character role was a role that was so different than the actor typically plays that they couldn't say no to, right? And, and so this is not different than Silicon Valley. How one can be successful is what has to happen, whether you're a producer or an actor or anyone in business today. Actually, how about we say this? Anyone who is living today that wants to make money going forward, you need to figure out how to create a fan base, now, the fan base yeah. could be small. Uh, this is what social media does very well, right? The fan base could yeah, be small. That, uh, right. Yeah, it, and what happens is if you truly are yourself and, and people like you, guess what? They tell their friends, and it grows over time. And, and right. you don't and have that to do a, a, 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That dovetails into my next two questions, actually. Uh, the next question is, uh, what's your take on the concept of a thousand true fans? <laughs> so because I don't know that phrase, is there – I, I could answer. I could answer uh, uh, that uh, question. Let me let me, let me preface it. There, there's a guy, uh, yeah, Kevin Kelly. He he's one of the uh, okay. founders of what was it? Uh, Wired magazine. And he said that uh, if you're an artist, you have a thousand true fans. That's all you really need. There are fans that would buy a hundred dollars worth of your stuff in a year, and you could basically ah, live off right. those thousand uh, true fans. So what's your take on, on the concept like that? Got it. Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um, the, what I've heard is uh, instead of true fans, I've heard the concept of super fans, right? Okay. People who just follow you and love you and will buy into whatever you, whatever you do. And, and so let me, let me just say at a very short, uh, the short answer is, wow, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, yeah. What it does is it sets the light, that sets the sights much lower. I mean, if you're for, I just came out of a meeting of consultants in Silicon Valley. There are yeah. consultants in the room that have ten fans, ten companies that they uh-huh. work with. Um, maybe four or five of them hire them annually, and that's more than enough money for them to make a great living, right? So, sure. so now expand that to the fact where you have a thousand people who are buying something from you, whether it's a smaller, uh, a smaller item, like a, whatever, whatever music item in whatever format's appropriate, whether it's a dollar or $20, or whether it's moving and going to a concert, or one of the things that I just haven't seen, I've seen the, um, I've seen this concept work on, on music um, but it's, it's definitely in the consulting industry, a concept that, I, that a lot of people use are these things called masterminds. So I think it's yeah. similar to like the rock and roll camp. So how much money, if you've developed the thousand fans or the hundred thousand fans or the million fans, how much money would the true fans pay to have access to you for a day or for two days? Right, exactly. To be part of a camp experience, right? So it's, there are so many models that can be carried over from one industry to another. And, and what we're seeing, and I think, by the way, thank you for making me think this way. Uh, what I'm seeing is there's, there's just so much similarity between what's going on. There's no reason why the, the movie industry shouldn't be looking at the high tech world and saying, oh, how can we borrow some of these concepts for what we're doing? I say there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, so exactly. the fan concept, love it. Absolutely love it. Because, awesome. you know, think about it. It's simple, right? It's simple. It says, hey, I don't have to worry about having a million people following me or 16 million follow, following me on Twitter. I need to focus on a 1,000 super fans. Okay, what do I need to do to make that happen, right? And that's a different concept in terms of putting your strategic plan in place of what it is that as, a, as an artist, as an actor, as a band, whatever, whoever it is, think of it as what is it, it is it, sorry, let's say this again, what is the specific steps or what are some of the things you can do to start building because a thousand seems like a very easily attainable number. What's the key to harnessing social media? 
Uh, this is my favorite, one of my favorite questions. I'm often asked the question, how do you do social media in five minutes a day? So let me, uh, let me give you some thoughts on that. So what I'd say, and now when I say five minutes a day, we're going we're gonna to talk about it in five minutes, but what you can do is if you end up allocating 10 minutes or an hour, the, the percentages of what I'll share is similar. So if you're going to give social media five minutes a day, and by the way, no matter who you are, in whatever shape and walk of life you're in, if you can't give social media five minutes a day, you need to consider whether or not you want to continue being who you are today. So that's a pretty strong statement. Okay. So what's five minutes? Five minutes, you wake up in the morning and you spend 20% of your time, you spend one minute sharing one, two, or three pieces of content that you find valuable. So what does that mean? If there's a, if, is there another band or another movie, uh, something you did, a restaurant you ate, whatever it is that's relevant, um, you share it. And where do you share it? You share it on the platform that your current clients and prospects are. Sorry, that's business speak. You share it on the platform that your fans are. Right? It doesn't matter what platform it is, if it's Twitter, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever the appropriate platform is, spend a minute interacting and just sharing that content that you find relevant, you know, who you are. Okay, and then go away. Come back a couple hours later or come back in the afternoon and then spend 80% of your time interacting with the people who touch your content. Yeah. Right, so let me give you the physical world analogy. So let's say you're unlucky enough to be working for a company where you actually have to go into the office. So you're going into the <laughs> office, you're sitting at your desk, and somebody brings by a cup of coffee or they bring by a, uh, a finish their work assignment or they just come in and say, hey, hello, how are you? How was your weekend? Are you going to actually say thank you and thank you and tell them about how you weekend? Of course you are because that's what we do as humans. We're social creatures. So how come – if we post stuff on social media and somebody likes our stuff, loves our stuff, favorites our stuff, shares our stuff, do we ignore them? There's not really a good reason for that. So what happens when people share my stuff? I say thank you. Or they comment on my stuff, assuming it's not a terribly horrible comment that I can't possibly figure out how to respond to, I'll respond back. Or if I know the person or I could see their profile, I'll respond back with something very creative, right? So I spend yeah. 80% of my time, in this case, four minutes, just interacting and touching the people who touch my content because I think human nature would say if somebody shares your stuff and you say thank you, they're going to share it again. If somebody shares your stuff and you completely ignore them, well, there's a good chance they may not share your stuff again. And, and so to me – Treating social media, giving it the type of etiquette that you would give to somebody in the physical world, uh, just apply that to online, and that's how you do that. Yeah. Are old-fashioned websites dead? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. I'd say, by the way, I love your questions. Uh, fax machines are not dead, <laughs> and, and there's a still a tremendous number of people who are doing fax machines. Uh, what websites are, though, is it, – it, and by the way, it's really hard to say what an old-fashioned website is because there's so many definitions. 
there's some people who would say, well, hey, let's create a blog site, and that blog site just happens to be your website, and one can do that with tools today that you can get started in five to ten minutes. Is that a website? Yeah. I would say the, the way to think about a website, the way to think, whether it's an old-fashioned website or a more creative website, there could be, you could do stuff that are Instagram-like websites and make them your own, is there needs to be a URL that you could send people to that's your stuff, right? Yeah. So you don't, you don't necessarily want to send people to and, and, and many people do, and there's nothing wrong with interaction on the social media sites. But the social media companies own the social media sites. There exactly. needs to be a place that you call yours that has a URL in it that you send people to. So whether right. or not it's an old-fashioned site or whether or not it's an interactive site, or there are so many different things. I guess the only thing I'd say which, are, which would be bad is and I do. I, this is one of those things as a publisher I often look at. If I go to a website and there's a copyright at the bottom of the page and it's not the current year, I think about doing business with the company, <laughs> right? If wow. if it's a blog site and the last blog post was two or three months ago, I say to myself, oh. God, if they can't keep up their blog site, you know, is is there's <laughs> and there's not a note why they're not keeping it up. This is somebody who could follow through with, with whatever business I want to do with them, right? So I think the, the thing to be thinking about for people is because sometimes we get busy and life gets really crazy. Well, if you could spend a minute a day sharing something on whatever your site is, you know, then, then at least you can at least keep it moderately current. Right, exactly. So that dovetails into email lists. What's the key to building an effective email list? <laughs> you know, it starts with, so, so there are tons of people who talk about this and have some great content associated with it. Um, the thing that, that's interesting is, is I like using the word lead candy. So I, I, I often will use that. I guess maybe that's not a yeah. word. Maybe that's two words. Lead, lead candy. And so like a loss leader. what's interesting, yeah, well, loss leader, I guess it, it, loss leader has a negative connotation to it, whereas a lead candy doesn't. You know, and I'm just thinking about, <laughs> if you're thinking about the glass half full versus the glass half empty. So lead candy yeah. could be something like, hey, I, I wrote this book, and I don't want to make money on book sales. I'm selling this book, but... For a special number of people, you can get access to the book for either a discounted fee or for free, right? So that would be a, right. that would be a good representation of lead candy. Or uh, if you're a actor, you know, this is the thing of, hey, for the first 100 people, or how about this? So for the first 1,000 people who truly say they're super fans, I will send you a signed autograph picture, right? Whether it's in the physical world, you do it that way, or in the online world, I'll create a, how about this, technology makes it not that hard to do these days. I'll give you a personal note from me that you could put on your answering machine. How cool would that be as far yeah. as a, you, you do that for a thousand super fans. I, I can't point out what technology that one can do, it, but I've heard people doing these sort of things. You know, and the actor sits down and they basically repeat the person's name, you know, you know a thousand times, not that hard. 
and they and the rest of the message is, uh, hey, you reached the phone of uh, <laughs> William Powell, and nobody's here right now, right. so please call back. If it happens to be the actor's voice, how cool would that? That would be a great example of lead candy, because yes, you can charge for that, right? But the thing that's fascinating is if it's better off to collect somebody's email address so that maybe if they truly are super fans, they'll participate in the next thing you do that has a much higher price point. Then of course, yeah. you know, that, so that's how you build your email lists. Mitch, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to give you a real world example. I'm going to put myself out there. I, some months ago, I, I, I put together a, a book. Uh, I updated a book I wrote years ago. It's like a, well, really a booklet called Networking Tricks for Actors, and I put it out on Kindle. Mm. And on occasion, I'll, I'll put it out there on uh, social media, but I, I seem like I get I get crickets on it. So, what would be some of your uh, advice? You know, strategies, things I could do to to increase sales. Tell me the tell me the title again, and give me a one one uh, one sentence summary. Oh, uh, uh, networking tricks for actors. It's about how actors can leverage the power of networking to increase their opportunities and auditions. And we're talking about physical networking or online networking, or both. Uh, both. Ooh, so I love this. So I haven't seen your book, so I can't say much about it. Um, what yeah. I will say, can I take a second and tell you about the Aha That platform? So I'll tell you, sure, I'll tell you what ahead. that is. And then, and then I'll tell you how, how we might be able to market your book with Aha That as a complement to it. So the AHA That platform, so for those that are interested, you go to ahadat.com, and that's where we have 41,000 pieces of content you can share for free. So if the platform is free to use, free to share. And if you then go to ahadat.com slash author, we have a three-step authoring process. So we've actually had 300 authors write their books in eight hours or less. So you might say to me, man, how do you possibly do that? Well, we've redefined the concept of a book to be how we as humans process content today. And that is we mm-hmm. process content in these small sound bites, these small seven second sound bites. So a aha book has 147 second sound bites, 140 short messages. Uh-huh. So if, if you were going to write your book from scratch, I would say, well, Hey, let's write them as aha messages. And then what we'll do is we'll publish your book in the AHA That platform. And then, of course, if it makes sense to have that turned into a PDF or a Kindle or paperback or hardcover, uh, we do that as a service as well. So that would be if you started from scratch. So if anyone has an idea or something they'd like to do, and by the way, this is what our go-to-market strategy is, and that is if you're an actor and you want to focus on a particular area, or let's say you're an actor and you want to give back to the community, well, you focus on the nonprofit area, and then you create a physical book and you put a price point on it, and you say your proceeds are going to charity, and it's just a simple way to write content that's relevant and then have proceeds go to charity and you get news for it. But now let's go back to your question, your book. Given that you have an existing book that's out there, what you can do yeah. is you can actually go and now pull – from your book, some of the concepts. And what I would say, uh, and when you market your book, you probably have at least 20 or 30 or 40 
I call them aha messages, but short social media bites that you actually share. If not, yeah. then there's a good reason. So if you do, then you've got at least 40 of them done. You come up with another 100, you have an aha book. Now, what's right. interesting about the aha book, the social media enabled ebook, is any one of the aha messages can also include a URL. So some of the URLs will point back for your book for sale on Kindle, your book for sale on Amazon, and you know, if you have physical books in whatever locations. Yeah. Some of the URLs will point to your websites. What I'd also say is that what you've been thinking about is the concept of a book today is what we've all been thinking about. It's what sits in the library, and it's this paper thing. And, and even if you do it as a Kindle version, it still looks like the paper thing. Well, you know, I've enjoyed talking to you so far for the time we've had together, and I'm sure your listeners like listening to your voice and your, your approach to the world. Shouldn't some of the concepts that you talk about in your book be one- or two-minute videos? Sure. And if you actually then recorded, you know, let's say 10 two-minute videos, which is also the consumption level people want to uh, share right now, well, then your aha messages can also point to those two-minute videos. And either right. at the beginning or typically at the end of your video, you then uh -huh. have the URL that points them to something new whether it's your book right. for sale or whether it's some other service you're selling. And, and so what I'd say is the, the book, and what's nice about having a book is that the brand of being the author makes you out to be the expert of who you are. But the book right. that represents you should, should be more than just that, that thing which is a physical version that sits in a library shelf or somebody's desk. I mean, those, that's the ultimate. That's super cool. But in the meantime, to make it interactive, having it as social media content that's shared over social, having it as video or audio clips that are shared on the appropriate services, having you be able to add your – what's the right word there – having you add you, you know, the, the right. essence of you so that people are actually feeling you. You have a super strong opinion and you want to rant, you know, get on your soapbox and rant for a minute or two. Well, why wouldn't you do that right. and, and include that? You, 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 when you're writing paper, it doesn't have that same feeling to it than if somebody actually heard you do that. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. So we're yeah. down to about uh, 12 minutes. So that's, that's some great ideas. I was just scribbling, writing notes there. Um, so I'm going to throw a kind of a – well, not really hypothetical. You, pro you probably got this question before. Do you believe in elevator speeches? <laughs> I don't know if I've had that one recently. The short answer is yes, but tell me what you mean by that so I, I have the appropriate Basically, context. I'll ask. So sometime on this show, I'll ask people, uh, well, if you wanted to, to uh, advertise this, this film that you got coming, I have a director on, I ask them something like, if you want to advertise this film, you know, what message would you put on the bulletin board to advertise this film? You know, things like that. So they never oh, come up with right. a succinct, yeah. Uh, oh, so, log so line. William, when the answer has to be, yeah. I mean, what are you kidding? So, so, so here, here's, I'm actually standing on my soapbox on this one. If you can't tell me, if I look you in the eyes and I don't know you, 
And I say, oh, you got a film? Oh, well, my brother's in the film industry. I've seen so many films. What's it about? I'm not asking yeah. for that 10-minute synopsis. I want, right. I want seven seconds. I want three seconds. Right. Um, and what, I, what needs to come out of that, and, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll give you mine, but what has to come out of that is, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. Right? Your job when you get that elevator, in this case, the elevator is really fast. You got three seconds or seven seconds. <laughs> Your job is to capture somebody's attention. Now, you know, if it's a historical romance, you might get my wife's attention, but you're not going to get me. Now, if it's a historical <laughs> romance that has vampires, well, then you might get me too. Right? So, uh, Sense and I think there was a movie, uh, Sense and Sensibility, in, in the, uh, in, uh, with vampires in it. And, uh, and, and so <laughs> I watched that as well as my wife because we both found that fascinating. Right? But that, that, in that seven seconds, it's, hey, I'm, we're doing a movie. It's Sense and Sensibility meets, vamp, uh, meets Bram Stoker, and we're doing vampires. Like, okay, I got that. <laughs> Tell me more. So let me let me give you mine to see here. You hear what? Actually, you read it in, as part of the bigger pitch. Uh, I am a people publisher that empowers thought leaders to share their genius. Right. So you might, when you hear that, you might say to yourself, "Well, that's interesting." So he's thinking about. Let me tell you what it means. When you hear that, you're like, "Oh, well, what's a thought leader? Am I a thought leader?" When the answer is, if you're in business today, you are either an expert or a thought leader, or you don't exist. So the answer is yes. And then yeah. the second comes is, oh, Mitchell's interested in helping me share my genius. And the answer is yes. Right? It's not about me sharing. It's not about Mitchell Levy sharing his genius. It's about having a platform that an author can use to amplify themselves, to get their brand out there in a better yeah. way. And as I learn and grow, I'll, I'll incorporate more into the platform because that's my goal. But you notice you've got all that in three seconds. So the answer is yes. I'm a big fan of quickly communicating who you are because then the next question is, well, how do you do that? Or what do you mean? Or you mean I can write a book in eight hours? Man, I don't believe it. Tell me more. Right? And it's whatever, the, whatever the question comes up, it's all about tell me more because you've captured somebody's attention versus uh, bored them to tears with a uh, – with a long story. Exactly. What's your definition of a thought leader? Uh, I love that question. So uh, let me, I'll get, I'm going to give you a website so you can actually see it in more detail, and then I'll talk about it. Uh, okay. Our consulting, or my consulting website is thinkaha.com, T-H-I-N-K-A-H-A.com. And on that side, I have a tab for the definition of thought leadership. And, and I wow. actually show a picture that I, that I find very valuable. And that picture is, and, and this is marketing speak, um, I look at thought leadership as a two-by-two. Two. It's audience by content. So what I say is, if you have no audience and no content, you're unknown. If you have yeah. a relatively large audience, but your content is very narrow, you're an evangelist. And what I mean by that is if you're an evangelist, you're, you're focused on a very narrow topic. If you're focused on a narrow topic, you're not seen as authentic. If you're not authentic, you may not be trusted. And if you're not trusted, people are not going to want to buy from you. So being an evangelist mm. is not necessarily a good thing. 
Um, if you have a robust amount of content, but a very small audience, you're an expert. And so a thought leader, or what I would say also is the recognized expert, i.e. actors are recognized experts, right? Uh, producers right. are recognized experts. The recognized expert is the person who has, and I'm putting double quotes in the air, the right content for the right audience. And when I use the word right, what that means is if, if you're uh, creating a movie whose distribution is going to be just in the United States, well, you don't need to advertise in China or Europe or any other location, right? So the right audience is our U.S. Or if you're creating a TV series that's focused on housewives that live in the Midwest, well, you now have to find the audience that you're going after. And then what you need to do in both of those cases, you're focused on advertising a, a movie. Uh, in the business world, it, you have so many different functions that people perform. So you just need to focus on what's relevant to you. So that's the right content to be shared with the right audience. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm getting uh, near the end of the show here. So um, talk about how fans can actually get in touch with you in case they need your services. Oh, beautiful. So one of the things that I, that I like and, and the easiest thing for me is if you went to ahadat.com slash author, we actually have a three-step authoring process. And so what I would suggest is – by filling out step one, which is a Word document, read step two, which is simply a one-page PDF, and instead of putting 140 bite-sized quotes, put in 10. And then send them off to my team and say, hey, I've heard Mitchell on this show, and I'd like him to give feedback. And, and what I'll do is I will make sure I make the time uh, to take a look at what people are doing and see if it makes sense. So that's, that's one way using the platform. Um, otherwise, if you just go to Google, and just Google Mitchell Levy, uh, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, last name L-E-V-Y. Um, in the top ten spaces, I'll have five of them. And feel free to connect to me on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Plus, uh, Snap, or Instagram. And if you've got a particular question, um, if I haven't been asked that question before, I'll answer it. If I've been asked that question before, I'll point to the location <laughs> where the answer exists. Because I'm a big fan of leveraging uh, my resources. And, and, of course, if it makes sense to talk, we'll, we'll set up a strategic interview, and I'll, I'll definitely be happy to talk to you about whoever's on the other side listening to this. I'm happy to talk about your situation and see if it makes sense uh, for us to, to use the services that we have. Mitchell, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking to you, and uh, I've learned a lot. Well, thank you, as have I. And I, uh, I enjoy smart people who know their business who just ask real questions based on the conversation and I'll just say thank you for being in that category absolutely absolutely okay Mitchell you have a great night thanks yeah you too all right take care yeah. bye now Wayne all right now all bye bye all right folks out there in radio land remember to do something for your career every single day and Break a leg. Night. Under the-
the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you Like a sin when you're beside me. 